Hi, this is Pastor Stephen. I am the pastor of New Beginning Church in Singapore. Thank you for joining us today. I hope this podcast will build your faith. Hope you grow deeper in the word of the Lord and know Him personally in much deeper way. Enjoy the message. God bless you. Shalom. Welcome to New Beginning Church online service. First, I want to welcome all of you who are joining our service online through the means of YouTube or podcast. I pray that we are all in good condition, healthy and always grateful in every situation. Let's prepare our hearts to focus on the Word of God, turn all of our cell phone notification so we may be able to catch what the Lord is saying to us personally through His Word. Amen. I titled the sermon for the day, What do you do when you are in the waiting room? What do you do when you are in the waiting room? Let me start quoting what Straight Times just published in a few days. Trauma lingers as Wuhan reopens. Let me read it to you. Wuhan has reopened but post-traumatic stress disorder is very real and could manifest in various ways in months or even years to come. The two months lockdown may have been just lifted by the government and some semblance of normal life is returning to the city of 11 million. But anger, anguish, and anxiety still lingers. Church, COVID-19 forces all of us to enter the waiting room in our room, in our homes. Young or old, rich or poor, all are forced to enter into our own waiting room. Yes, it keeps us safe while we stay inside, but it does not necessarily keep us sane where we are on the inside waiting. What happens in this season of our lives? What happened during this lockdown? What happened in our waiting room will make us or will break us. What happened in our waiting room will transform us or will terminate us, so to speak. Let me define waiting room for you. Waiting room is a place between where we are right now and where we are going. It is how we respond in the waiting room that determines where we will go. What we do and how we respond in the waiting room determine what we will become after the waiting is over. We may be able to reach the end of this waiting season, finally endure until the coronavirus season is over, but it beat us down so much, it leaves us as a broken person, broken in our spirit, losing our hopes towards everything because of what happened inside. The waiting room so let me start with three simple foundational truths of being in the waiting room it is to help us change our perspective towards what we will face and eventually this truth becomes the important force or the foundation of what we will do while we are in the waiting room okay I want to share three foundational truths when we are in the waiting room the first one I want to say that the first truth God is good 
not only we need to know that God is good, we need to believe it for ourselves that God is good. God does not put us in a waiting room to punish us and make us miserable. No, but rather to protect us and prepare us. You know, we wait for the promises of God not because He wants us to learn how to be patient, but because He is good. He knows what is best for us. And because He wants us to protect, He wants to protect us and prepare us. He knows the best for us. Let me read Proverbs chapter 22, verse 4. Proverbs 22, verse 4. That says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. This verse simply say, when the wise see dangers, they will stay at home, take refuge, unlike the fool who are ignorant, keep going outside and pay the penalty. Isn't this verse relevant to us today? And not only God want us to protect, not only God want to protect us, His people, those who listen to Him, He also want to prepare us until we are ready before we reach our next destination, our next season. Church, when we are not ready, we may ruin every good things that comes in our life. Understand that God is good. And when we understand that God is good, this is what going to happen. This is what going to happen. We will find rest in the waiting. Staying safe is important, but staying sane and staying sharp are equally important. And to stay sane and to stay sharp in this stressful season, unprecedented time, I believe it is only possible when we find rest in Him, knowing that God is good. Church, as you know, seven is the number of rest. I always mention this. And the next number after seven is the number of eight. And eight is the number of new beginning. When we understand that God is good, we will find rest. And the next day, the next thing that will happen to us, new beginning will unfold. Amen. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. The second foundational truth that we need to understand when we are in the waiting room is to understand that it is beautiful in its time and fruitful in every season. Let me read to you Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 and 11. There is a time for everything and season for every activities under the heavens. Verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in human hearts. But no one, no one can fathom what God has done from beginning till the end. No one understands what God has done from beginning to the end. This second truth talks about time and season. Time and season. Do you know for God to make everything beautiful in its time? Alright? It's not 
we leave it everything to God. We need to do our part in it. We need to do our part in it to make everything beautiful in its time. The part where everything is beautiful is not only God's part. That's my point. But also depends whether we participate in it or not. And to bear fruit, to be fruitful in every season, to bear fruit in every season of life, it is our part and our responsibility and not God's. My point is, whatever you want to call the present time, this present time, whether you want to call the year 2020 as the year of crisis, or you want to call the year of virus, the year of lockdown, stay home season, or waiting season, regardless the season that we are in, still we need to participate in it to make it beautiful in the end. Our lives are required to continue to bear the fruits of the divine character in every season of our life. That's what Jesus wants. You remember the story when Jesus cursed the fig tree? Jesus saw a fig tree that had thick leaves, but no fruits. Then Jesus came to curse the fig tree that was not bearing fruit at our season. The tree was not bearing fruit at our season. It makes sense. It shouldn't be a problem, right? But why, why, why was it cursed by Jesus? Does it mean that Jesus is irrational or Jesus is delivering a figurative, metaphorical message for us? What Jesus is trying to convey to us through this story of victory is that outward appearance is not as important as our inner character, spiritual person. The thick leaves are meaningless if the tree does not produce fruit. The fruit here is referring to the fruit of the Spirit, our divine character. Jesus wants us just Jesus wants to teach us that for every season we should be fruitful in regard to our inner man. What I want to highlight to you guys, to everyone, transformation of our inner man has to continue regardless the season of our lives. Jesus expects us to be fruitful with our inner man transformed to be a better person regardless of the season of life and that is important to him important to him we might not understand the current situation the current season that we are in but understanding will come in reverse understanding will come in reverse what does it mean it means after we have pass through that season and look back we can wait until we cannot wait until understanding comes then start doing something fruitful we have to do our part first to be fruitful in every season of our life including the season of waiting the problem with a lot of us is always we we, we always want to ski to the next season when the current season is not comfortable and church when we we understand this truth that God is the one who made everything beautiful in its time and then it is our part to be fruitful in every season then 
we will be set free from worrying and start doing our part in waiting. We will start doing our part in our waiting. We will stop worrying when waiting, and we start doing our part in our waiting. I want to give you one, one. I would say quotes that are, I think through it. Um, this is what I call. When you wait, you don't worry, you work. W W W. When you wait, you don't worry, you work. Cause worry, won't work. When you wait. You don't worry. You work your part, cause worry won't work. The third one, the third foundational truth, when we are in the waiting room, the third one I want to share with you is: it is not waiting room. It is working room. It is not waiting room. It could be a waiting room for us. But it is a working room for God. What we see as a pointless and a painful waiting room, God sees as the most productive working room. You know, God is always working. He is always working on you and me. We are His number one project for Him. And when we understand this truth, we will not rush to find an exit door up from the waiting room. But we will look for the purpose of God in the waiting room, and when we understand these three foundational truths, we are set free from wanting to skip the waiting season, and we will start looking for the purpose of God in the waiting time. To recap, to recap, there are three foundational truths when we are in the waiting room. The first one, know and believe God is good for you and me. Amen. Number two, God has made everything beautiful in its time. Our part is to be fruitful regardless our season of life. The third one is not waiting room and do nothing, but rather it is working room, and you do not want to miss His purpose in this season. We will do. Our part, Amen. Let me read to you Isaiah chapter forty, verse thirty-one. Isaiah chapter forty, verse thirty-one. Okay, this is a famous verse. Let me read it to you. But they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk. And not faint. Let me first share the meaning of wait upon and renew. Wait upon and renew. Wait upon means is to unite together by intertwining. The phrase the phrase wait upon means to bind together by twisting, intertwine like a rope. If I take one small thread, how strong would it be? Now, not very strong, I believe, right? But if we take many thread, 
and twist them, twist them together, it can become a very strong rope. And the next one that I want you guys to understand is the word renew. Renew means to change or to exchange. It seems to change and exchange is a pattern when God dealing with His people, isn't it? We exchange our unrighteousness for His righteousness. We exchange our sin for His holiness. We exchange our worldly wisdom for His infinite wisdom and our weakness for His strength. So renew, renew in this verse means there is a great energy, a change when we wait upon the Lord. And the synonym word for the word renew or a change, I found in dictionary online just a few days ago, is the same word as the word, as you may guess it, drum roll, I want to say it to you, is the word transformation. Yes, it's the word transformation. It's the synonym word for the word renew. So there is a great transformation of energy when we wait upon the Lord. As a result, we are not passive. We are active. We don't do nothing, but we will walk. We will run and soar with wings like eagle. Let me give you an example. If you are a waiter, a good waiter is not passive, but active serving. How is the food, sir? What can I do? What can I do for you, ma'am? Do you need an extra glass of water? Do you need an extra chair to put your bag? The sign of a good waiter is active. Church, we oftentimes get confused with the word wait upon, Lord. We often thought this word means that we need to wait for God to do something that He has not yet done for us. Please understand that we are not waiting for God. God is the one waiting for us. Let me prove it to you. The Bible didn't say, the Bible doesn't say that God will carry and mount you up with wings like eagle. No. It doesn't say God carry you on His back while God is doing the flying, the running, and the walking. No. The truth to be told is, if you are the one who rises with wing, you are the one who rises with wing like eagle. You are the one who run and walk. So when we wait upon the Lord, we are transformed in our strength to move forward, trust Him, trusting Him every step of the way. That's what happened. There will be transformation of energy that make us do our part, active doing our part. Now, I will answer the question from today's sermon title. Let's say, what do you do when you are in the waiting room? By looking at the story how Paul entered into his waiting room, which was the prison. Let's just look into a passage in the Bible, Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Acts chapter 16, verse 25. Let me read to you, about midnight, and I highlighted here, midnight as a time 
of Chronos. Chronos is a time. There are two types of time defined. Chronos is time where we can tell through our watch second, minute, years, days, weeks. That's Chronos. Let's say about midnight. The other one will be Kairos, which we do not know when it will happen. Only God knows. So Kronos and Kairos. So let's see it again. About midnight, Kronos time, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to him. Suddenly, and highlighted to be Kairos, suddenly we don't know when Kairos will happen. Suddenly, there was such, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison was shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chain came to loose. The jailer woke up, and he saw the prison doors open. He drew his sword and about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted don't harm yourself we are all here so back to the question what do you do when you are in a waiting room what I want to share with you is the first one is this what do you do when you are in a waiting room first one is to pray and praise when Paul was in the prison he spent his chronos he spent his time in the middle of the night by praying and praising God. That's my first point. Pray and praise. And I want to highlight to you the antidote to your problem and my problem is not determination but dependence. It's not determination but dependence. Not positive thinking but prayer not our positive thinking but our words of prayer prayer is not our last resort but our first to fight our battle and struggle in life pray and praise what do you do when we are in the waiting room we pray and we praise God knowing God is good knowing God is good that's what we will need to do. The second one, what do you do when we are in the waiting room? Focus on God's purpose. Focus on the purpose of God. God wants to prepare you for something, for something. Okay, God has a plan. That's why God needs to prepare you first. So we have to stop asking why and start asking what what are you preparing me for if Paul lost his focus when was in the waiting room when he was in the waiting room in the prison then the moment the prison door was open the first thing he would do was to run to the exit door and left the prison correct Earthquake that opened prison door was a miracle. But to remain in that prison, to call up the jailer, the head of the prison officer, to not kill himself is something, something else. 
it requires a deep belief in Paul's heart that there was a purpose of God that wouldn't want to miss at that moment. And at the end, as a result, the jailer, the prison officer, and his family were saved, were saved and baptized. Isn't, isn't it that what makes sense now that God made everything beautiful in its time? Because Paul was fruitful in every season of his life. He focused on the purpose of God in the waiting room. He didn't lose the purpose of God while waiting. Focus on the purpose of God. What do you do when you are in the waiting room? The second one I want to share with you is focus on the purpose of God. God wants us, God wants to prepare us for something. And so our response be stop asking why and start asking what. What are you preparing me for, Lord? If Paul lost his focus when he was in the waiting room in the prison then the moment the prison door was open the first thing he would do was to run to the exit door and left the prison earthquake that open prison door was a miracle no doubt about it but to remain in the prison to call out the jailer the head of the prison officers to not kill himself is something else it's something is something deep it requires a deep belief in paul's heart that there was a purpose for god that he wouldn't want to miss and at the end of this at the end of that story as a result the jailer and his family were saved and baptized isn't it what god made everything beautiful because paul was fruitful in every season including his waiting time in prison he focused on the purpose of God in the waiting room don't miss the purpose of God in our waiting room then I mean the third one that I want to share with you what do you do when we are in the waiting room what do you do when you are in the waiting room do your part and God will surely do his part when we already know what God wants us to do, then we will do it. Then do it as if it entirely depend on us. And if we pray, then we need to pray as if it entirely depend on God. Even when we don't know what to do, we still need to do our part. We can do what we know what to do. We don't need to know everything. We just need to do what we know looking at the story earthquake that opened the prison door was god's part not paul's part but to stay and remain in the prison to shout to the prison's officers not to kill himself to lead him and his family to christ that was paul's part and not god i believe this is what happened there is there was a transformation of energy given to Paul. There's a transformation energy will be given to us to do our part, to do our part. When Kairos times earthquake happened, Paul knew it was his turn then. It was his turn to do his part. 
do our part when we are in the waiting room. Number four, the last one that I want to share with you. What do you do when you are in the waiting room? Be ready and don't miss your turn. Be ready and don't miss your turn. If you have been in the waiting room before and are waiting for something, waiting for your turn to be called because you are in the queue and there are also many people there waiting and when your turn is called, the buzzer or the, the bell is sounded, right? Make sure you are ready and don't miss your turn. Ready to be called. Make sure you are not far from the voice of the person who will call or from the sound of the bell or the buzzer. We will surely miss our turn if we are far away, we are outside, if we are distracted or wearing headphones, play cell phone, busy with things that is not clear, etc. When called, our turn will be just pass or skip because we are not ready. We are not ready. People who wait upon the Lord, they are always ready. Let me highlight it to you, my point. People who wait upon the Lord, they are always ready. They know exactly what, what they have to do in every season of their life, according to their readiness, whether he has to walk, whether he has to run, or to rise, to rise up like an eagle. People who wait upon the Lord, they will know if this is the time for them to walk or not. Walk here is to move forward one step, one step at a time. Asking God, consult with the Holy Spirit, checking the Holy Spirit for every direction, every step of the way. They will know. They will know if this is the time for them to run, to grab what is ahead of them, because it is made clear to them the direction that God wants them to go. They will just run with it. Or this could be the time to some people to fly high. There are always people who fly high even when the storm comes. This is what I want to highlight to all of us as closing. Life is a journey walking with the Lord. Where we want to go, where we want to, to go is a moving target. What we want, what we want to go is a moving target. It's always be. How we move need to be in sync with the Lord's purpose for that season. Let me repeat it again to you. Life is a journey walking with the Lord. With what you want and where you want to go is a moving target. How we move need to be in sync, synchronized with the Lord's purpose for that season. We do not want to miss God's purpose in this waiting season of our life. We do not want to miss this. Amen. I hope that's going to bless you. I hope that help us to hold on to the truth, to navigate what we need to do during this time of waiting. Let me close with the statement as a closing. With this, this one. It doesn't matter how much time you think you lost in the waiting room. It doesn't matter. What matters the most is how much God you can have in the waiting room. 
how much God. It doesn't matter how much money we lost. It doesn't matter how much opportunity, business opportunity we lost. What matter the most, how much God we can have in the waiting room. He will transform us. He will make us a better person. He will prepare us for something ahead of us. And God's gonna use every one of us. Every one of us. So church, not only not only we need to go through this COVID-19 situation, I believe we need to grow through G-R-O-W, grow through this situation. So stay safe, stay sane, stay sharp. Don't miss His purpose. Believe God is good and it's going to bless you, you and me. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Hope you have been blessed. This podcast is made possible by generous giving people like you. If you want to support us, please visit us at www.nbcsingapore.org www.nbcsingapore.org God bless you.